0: This is the Leadership and Insurance podcast, brought to you by Finpro Search Partners. Insurance companies are businesses and they need to look for the long term and be sustainable. We went from zero to one and now it's going from one to a hundred. Insurance is, as a concept, as a kind of service, is brilliant. The execution is what we're looking at now. I think the companies that are going to succeed are the ones that are going to understand and master the art of intent. When we talk about innovation, we lean too heavily to think about technology and we don't think about creating a culture of innovation. I think innovation is essentially continuous improvement of existing processes and platforms and product, right? It's got to be easy, it's got to be seamless. Hello and welcome to ITC Live here in Vegas. Um, I'm the host today, Alex Bond, and I'm very lucky to be joined by Hamish, who is CEO of Mulberry. Um, Hamish, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm not going to attempt to kind of introduce the business because it's always better coming from you. So, it'd be wonderful if you could introduce yourself and obviously the Mulberry business.
1: Thank you, Alex. Lovely to be here and lovely to be sitting with you. Um, so, Mulberry is an embedded insurance platform. Yeah, we started the journey about two years back. And our goal was to serve the underserved community of small-medium businesses mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to insurance. And the way we went about was to land on a distribution channel first, where which could give us access to these small-medium businesses. Um, and what we fell upon were these payroll providers, mm-hmm. which were a gateway for us to these small-medium businesses. And then once we had that distribution in an embedded manner, we step back and see how we can simplify the facets of insurance. Um, And we focused around building our risk engine, um, which fed our marketplace, uh, which wherein you have multiple carriers, uh, we have API integrations with, for workers comp and cyber. And completing the whole life cycle is what we have as a certificate manager, uh, which completes our post bind services, and the client sort of an experience on a platform as well. So this was really a journey, we are here very excited at Tech we are now expanding our platform to carriers, brokers, um, and the likes of other financial institutions, which give us a kind of an embedded gateway uh, to these small, medium businesses sure. um, through our platform.
0: Sure. Brilliant. Why those two particular products first, you know, Cyber and, and Worker's comp.
1: Great question. Um, When we fell upon these payroll providers, what we found was when they have to provide a payroll service to the small and medium business, work comp is mandatory. And we said, well, why not? That's a great way for us to inject uh, because it's by law. And we said, can we sort of help them to provide work comp? And as we were doing so, there's also heightened awareness that we found in the industry for cyber. So, the way I look at the industry is work comp is for physical protection, but then you need cyber for virtual protection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we said, can we combine both yeah. to give a holistic protection? Uh, and, in fact, we deferred our other rollouts like GL, PL, or other PNC lines in favor of cyber mm-hmm. um, to bring these two together. Interesting.
0: I think it's interesting as well to look at Embedded as a, as a whole. You know, We're here at ITC, there were lots of, kind of versions of Embedded, but you're talking about what I would say is true Embedded. You know, like How would you define it? Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's misunderstood as kind of the add-on at the point of sale, but you're really genuinely embedding in that payroll process, presumably.
1: I think that's, I mean, I've, I've, I must first of all say, it's a very, I'm impressed by this question because not many people get that and because there's a lot of favors of Embedded, um, and the way we uh, do it is not as an add-on, but truly as part of the quotation that goes to the small-medium business. That's where we want to be. Yeah, right. Because then the small-medium business doesn't get a way to opt-out. Yeah. right. So in case of a payroll service, you have work on mandatory. It's part of that process. And where we want to go is have cyber bundled as part of that process too. And, and that's the approach we are taking with other financial institutions um, that we want to go and partner with, um, in that true embedded manner, and, and there, I think the other advantage you get in embedding is you extract the information from the systems. Yeah. Because much of the pain point, as you know, Alex, is in application intake. You know, you have a court forms that are forty decades old, yeah. um, and hundred questions, and and uh, you know, I've heard of things like, oh, it takes six months for me to get a quote. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and, the, and the biggest lagger there is there is the intake, where you're going back and forth on information. And by embedding, you get the advantage of data uh, for your models, you get the advantage of application intake, um, and then you're able to seamlessly write uh, the insurance uh, policies for the ESMs. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really resonates with me. I'm a small business owner. I mean, Finpro is a five-person business, and I and every year the pain point I have is buying my insurance. And uh, yeah. I'm you know asking questions of, how much professional indemnity do you need? And yeah. I asked manager, well, I don't know, what's the average claim size? Yeah. And the fact that they're unable or unwilling to sort of tell me that information, yeah. I still find in today, when we talk about 2023, that's kind of unacceptable. Um, yes. you know, it should be genuinely seamless. And that's why yes. I kind of I lean towards that true embedded, because you're not you're not asking for double entry data. You're you've got the data. So yes. it's all about then just providing a quote and, and a and a decision from my point as the
1: small business. Owner. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. because I mean, I mean, I'm presuming that you may be partnered with some kind of a uh, provider which provides you HR services or payroll services, cool, yeah. right? Um, and then you're already entrusting with them, Yeah, your embedded partner, Yeah, right? So why not we take advantage of your trust yeah. and the data that you have, rather than me coming in and asking you, um, Alex, give me these answers to these 40 questions. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who, who are you? Yeah. Um, but when you embed, you feel that you're part of a trusted ecosystem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, and also as a small business owner, I think you, you, you don't want additional admin. Um, you yes. Know, I've got I've got, I like everything on one platform. I like one invoice. You know, yes. and and I think even leaning towards that is kind of the 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 thing that you don't have as small business owner is you don't have time. Yes. So you're saving me time, which is my genuine issue because it's, it's rarely about cost. Yes. The you know, cost is kind of. Negligible yes. with on these sorts, the small yes. medium-sized products. So it's then about convenience. I think. Yes,
1: yes. And it's funny that you that you mentioned this because I think the other pain point that I have now seen, you know, when these small medium, much like this conference, when small medium businesses have to come to this conference, um, they have to provide a certificate of insurance. Yeah. I don't know if you if you had to <laughs> yeah, do as yeah. well. And as we dug into it, it's such a laborious process. You send an email to your broker to your carrier. It takes days. I mean. All it is that I go somewhere to that platform, click a button, and I get my COI. And that's where we have also combined COI in our offering as well, Mm. where you can do a self-service within minutes. You get up and running with COI um, on the click of a button. Mm. Um, And this is where I think, as you said, I feel there is a target segment, a horizontal target segment of SMBs that have been underserved you know, to meet their needs mm-hmm. and to have programs tailored to them. Um, because clearly, if you're selling cyber to somebody like Cisco or if you're selling cyber to somebody like a yoga studio, the needs are different. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have a CISO department in, in a yoga studio. No, of course. And so that's where you need to... Um, they go on trust. They go on convenience, as you rightly said, uh, because they want to run their business. Mm. They don't want to spend 10 days, you know, Trying to get an insurance quote, or, or, or trying to get a COI, which takes them days.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think that's part? I presume that's part of the problem is that we're only just now in 2023 in a technological stage where you can profitably write SMB business because it's it's not big value, it's relatively high volume, low value stuff. That's why they were, it was a kind of underserved part of the
1: market. Is that? I think that? that's another great question. Um, and, and, and you've hit the sort of the nail on the head. What I feel is that yes, because the margins were very low mm. in the SMB business, if you're dealing with an enterprise, you know, your margins are high um, and if you, if I have a team of brokers for any carrier or of any uh, broker agency, where would they put their 10 brokers on? Not to get these small premiums, yeah. but to uh, go after the large ones. Exactly. And that's where I think technology now is enabling that speed and efficiency. Mm-hmm. Wherein if I can have one person with the help of technology, one broker, serve so my small, medium business book rather than 12 or 13 brokers, that's where tech comes in. Yeah, of course. And that's where Mulberry helps.
0: Yeah, fantastic. There's always a sense of building a, an insure tech where you have to constantly be aware of trends that are happening in like technology and how it's shaping the industry yep. in a much more broader way than just looking at your own business. Yep. Kind of what trends are you seeing that, that might impact Mulberry or, or, or just more broadly that, that you yep. that you're sort of paying attention to?
1: I think there's two elements that I see. One is clearly, you know, you you're starting to hear the word about Gen AI.
0: Yeah.
1: AI is again becoming a big buzzword. Yep. I mean, AI was with us since uh, 1942, so it's to me it's not a new word. <laughs> uh, but I think the way we are seeing a shift is how do you provide a better customer experience in this insurance land? Uh, traditionally, this insurance land has never catered to that kind of a, you know, uh, sort of a consumer-led experience or a small-medium business uh, experience for you. And that's where I see some trends like uh, Gen AI uh, being able to, where I can go to a user interface and say, here's my need, and for them to suggest and everything, um, is will have a play. Yeah. You know, I see that kind of a little bit of a trend. And the other is, how can we make more and more operational inefficiencies go away? Uh, again, using um, AI as an example, or Gen AI as an example, in terms of application intakes, um, you know, and uh, other forms of... Uh, Things that happen in the first process where you have to get a quote and a buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, the
0: AI piece is particularly interesting. I feel like I've talked about AI relentlessly <laughs> at this conference. We had the opening um, uh, the, the, the opening speech from Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about AI, and um, yeah. he was, I think he was a bit more pessimistic about our industry than I potentially am, and yeah. it's much more quickly coming. But are there any kind of um, how do, you, how do you use it within your business? Are you leveraging it yourself? Uh, is it more plugging in AI applications? Is it developing it more in-house? How are you approaching that challenge?
1: I think at this stage, there are two use cases that we are using it. Uh, one is clearly not from a Gen AI angle or, or trying to build a model, like take an LLM model or take an application embedded, but more from, a, you know, we, are, we have built our own risk assistant. So which means that uh, we have models that are collecting huge amounts of data and then producing risk scores. So for that, we integrate with thousands of uh, data points, um, millions of data points, uh, and loss histories. And so that's, that's sort of what I call is, uh, you know, you can call it AI, you can call it machine learning, but really it's all about how do I mine data um, in that fashion. I think an area that we are it's a potentially worth exploring, and we have discuss- we've thought about it, but have not put it in action is, because Gen AI is more like a, <coughs> how do I fill up things for you? Yes, right? AI was, how can I predict? How can I tell you? Uh, so is there an element of uh, a Gen AI that we can sort of embed or use in our application intake? Yeah. I think that's an area we have thought about. Um, but too soon to have implemented it because also there is regulation around, of course. you know, the information of accuracy of information. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we are keeping a watch on it.
0: Someone said to me yesterday, I think, with the AI, is it's become the kitchen table conversation, right? So the awareness yeah. is there in the community, uh, sort yeah. of the broader community. Yeah. But it, do do you think sometimes some of the negative is is you touched on it there? When we think of AI now, we're thinking Chat GPT, large language models. Yeah. But actually. It can be as simple as simple. <laughs> quote unquote. In yeah, the machine learning, like quite discrete uses of it. Hundred percent. And that's and we're hundred percent. It's more and more of those discrete options that we use. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Hundred
1: percent. I mean for us, you know, yeah, you can call us a uh, AI, AI or but but really it's all about, well, I'm getting these million data points mm-hmm. and how can I draw inferences from these million data points yeah. to help in the insurance lifecycle. Mm-hmm. That's what we look upon um uh, and in future if gen ai helps us in sort of this application intake where i say i need cyber and the model then tells you uh you are a yoga studio um and let me fill up the rest for you yeah right yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i wanted to
0: talk about cyber um for small businesses like cyber can really drive them into the ground um what do you think we should do as an industry to kind of help them deal with that? Because really, see, that's what insurance is there for, right? It's to help us risk manage. It's not just claims payment or when things go wrong. So, what should we be doing in the area of cyber, or can we do potentially?
1: I still feel that cyber education um, is is lacking in the SMB world. I would agree, you yeah. know. And I mean, we come across small, medium businesses that, you know, they they don't they are not even Sometimes it's funny, the conversation was, well, I don't even know what an email is, yeah. you know, to the owner of an SMB. And and, yeah. and, and and it's true, because a yoga studio owner may not be. Um, and so from that angle, I th- I believe there is, we as in show techs, looking at the SMB population, have to also focus on education. Trying to bring awareness in the cyber community, um, you know, from a cyber community perspective to these small, medium businesses trying to help them with information like like for instance we offer a free cyber scan right. when we collect your domain yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a way for us to tell them look you know we have done a very limited scan it's free but at least it gives you some information around you know your website sort of exposure mm. um, so that's an element I feel is still very critical on why cyber yeah. and why should they take cyber insurance uh, because it's 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 much more understood in enterprises. Of course, bigger firms where you have their own CISO departments, they have uh, you know downloaded all the security agents on their network. Uh, but for a small medium business, you know, um, even yeah, if I go and ask them download an agent on a machine, mm-hmm. it's foreign to them. Mm. And so, I feel education is a very important element that we as insure tech community have to serve these small businesses
0: yeah I, yeah i always I, that's one thing i always reflect on myself and uh i i, I think obviously we've got cyber cover because it, i think the first instance is to say oh i don't need it but then even your yoga studio example if you've got sign up you've got people's personal data you've got access to kind of information that you shouldn't have and you need to protect that but on the face of it you don't um and that's 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 why these kind of small businesses for me are so interesting as a risk because it's Half education, you know, you're playing half insurance and risk manager and insurance provider. Um, if you're doing the education piece, um, I want to talk about insurtech as a term. I sometimes wonder whether it's helpful, but let's stick with it. Where insurtech uh, connects, so we should do. Um, how do you think it's changed the kind of landscape as the industry on the kind of more macro scale?
1: I, I feel like the insurance as an industry has lived on, um, you know, trust. Mm. Uh, has lived on human element. Um, and insurtechs have found it very hard to break through that human element because I still, if I have to procure insurance, it's not like going on an Amazon site sure. and buying a product. Yeah. I would like to talk to a human mm-hmm. in the traditional old method. Um, where I feel insurtech as an industry um, needs to focus around um, enabling rather than displacing. Yeah. I think we as insurtechs, at least, in my opinion, I feel we cannot wake up and say we don't need any of these carriers or brokers anymore. Right, right. But I think we should take an angle of how can we help them, mm. and that's the angle we have taken. Mm. Even for a risk engine, we call it risk assistant. Mm. I don't. If anybody says I'm going to replace underwriting with tech, I still would ask the questions. Um, so tech, to me, uh, you know, I think I think the first generation of insure tech that came. It had bold ambitions that we're gonna replace, it's gonna be a brokerless world. Yeah, yeah. But quickly, I think that tech realized that that is not how, insurance is not a transaction. Of course. You need, and then so there is an element of customer relationship, somebody for you to to explain to you what the coverage is, that is 30, 40%. Let 60% be done by tech, but you still need that 30, 40%. So I, I would say, use it as an enabler. And that's where we should look at tech advancing in the years to come. Because I, we, we, I talk a lot
0: about um, people's relationship with tech and people's relationship with things like AI. Um, insurance is a promise to pay. It's a contract. Yes. And, you know, we're both business people. And, and when you sign a contract... Yes. You still want it to be human to human, yes. And 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 it's really getting that balance of like where are we on our journey to being comfortable? Where my contract is with some nameless organisation, I might not even know who my sure yes. insurer is. Yes. Um, and everyone's on different stages of that journey. Yes. So yes, we, we're sort of we're not. I think we're getting there. Yes. But we're not quite there.
1: I uh, I, I think you said it right. I mean, you know, Mulberry. I mean, I, if, if if I go to an SMB and they will say. Do I need to buy, should I buy cyber from Mulberry or should I buy cyber from a well-known traditional carrier? Yeah. Right? And that's the trust. Yes, of course. And, and how does that, how do InsurTechs build that trust? Mm-hmm. Which is why for us, we decided early on that we don't want to go directly to SMBs. Mm-hmm. We want to be embedded because the SMB already has a trust with the embedded partner. Yeah. And insurance has a huge element of trust. Yeah. And relationship, yes. as you said. Yes. Because you need to be comfortable that somebody has told you the coverages are right. Yeah. Or you need a little bit of that. Or you need that. Mm. Now, of course, tech can provide you all the explanations. There are chatbots that you can work with, but you will never be comfortable.
0: Yeah. I was, uh, someone referred to it as the, um, the doctor principle. Yeah, you could probably be diagnosed by a machine quite easily on most cases, but you want the doctor to sit there and tell you that it's going to be okay. We've exactly. read it. It's fine. Exactly. Um, I just want to end on this one. Obviously, you know, very excited to be here today. It's all about innovation, and, and it's all about yeah, really, what's next. So, just want to finish on yeah, what's next for
1: Mulberry in the in the next twelve to eighteen months. I think we want to continue to expand um, uh, our embedded distribution. Uh, we have launched the Risk Engine, our Cyber MGA, and our COI capability. We are going to also complement that with our own WorkComp MGA, and our goal is really to serve the underserved, small medium businesses, understand their needs all the more, and and, and be a helpful, um, you know, if you if you if if there's a restaurant in your street, and my you know, and if I walk into that restaurant, they say, oh, we bought it from Mulberry. You know, you're also helping your community. Yeah. These are the folks, you know, insurance. Uh, traditional insurers you know uh, haven't really paid attention to Mm. and uh, we want to be on that journey and mission um, and uh, looking forward to continuing the same. Well as a small business owner myself I
0: thank you for uh, wishing well on that journey. Um, Hamish thank you so much for being a guest on um, ITC Live.
1: I love it. Thank you Alex. It was wonderful.